Brother Rick Gonzalez from Chicago, Illinois. Why don't you give God some praise right now? You've done it for a little while. Let's do it some more. Mighty God, we worship you. We exalt you. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What an honor to be in the house of the Lord. And I, you're right, Bishop. I, you're right, Bishop. You're Bishop right, but you're right, Bishop. Uh, I love, I love all the rights. I love a whole bunch of them. I love their babies. I love their grandkids. They're family to us. And uh, Vicki sends her regards and her love. She was uh, handling business at home. She's actually in charge anyway. So I feel your, your that sense of obedience and courage. You know, when she said, you will be here. Somehow I managed to get away, but it was a good cause. And uh, my firstborn preached today, and he's doing good. And it's such a, please be seated. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Uh, it is a wonderful thing to see your children serving the Lord. And uh, I, uh, I, anyway, I, I told the church this morning, if you were here, let me just, just indulge me for those that were not. I have had the honor to come and go, uh, come to this church, leave, come back for many, many years. And uh, I have had some of the most amazing, amazing encounters with God in this place. The, the venue is in the spirit, you understand, because it was started in that gym. Uh, but I have been prophesied to and I have received prophetic utterance to give to certain ones and especially uh, a few years ago to David and Angie to uh, at, at a very, very wonderful meeting in a very critical time. Timing is everything in the spirit. And so I, I do, I, I love you all just about as much as I love my, my congregation at home are the congregations we have, and our life has been patterned, our ministry has been patterned very much to the leading of your bishop, and uh, we're so grateful that you've entrusted me tonight with this opportunity, and I do honor David and Angie, and happy birthday, uh, you had a birthday, I believe, 22, something like that, so... It's always safe to lie when it comes to those things. <laughs> I've enjoyed hearing so many wonderful things here tonight. I, I want you to stand. I want to share a word with you. I promise it will not be long. Um, I want to finish somewhat what the Lord began this morning. 
as we talked about the journey. And uh, I want to read from Isaiah 55. I read from Jeremiah 29 this morning, and we're going to try to connect somehow these verses. In Isaiah 55, and matter of fact, it's going to be half as long as it was because I'm only speaking one language today, uh, tonight. So I hope I didn't lose anybody this morning. Uh, God's not the author of confusion. So if you were confused, it wasn't God. Just saying. Isaiah 55, verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth, and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Just want to say that sometimes the thing whereto he sends it is not what we expected. And so... With that in mind, for you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that thou shalt not be cut off. What a promise. And it finds application in this moment and in this season for Antioch. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, what an honor to be in your presence yet once more. Now, Lord, I am asking for you to do what only you can do and speak. Let your voice be heard and not mine. Let your spirit go forth. I'm asking, Lord, for a moment that is a part of this journey right now for you to do what you have determined by the counsel of your will for this people. We celebrate David and Angie. We celebrate the rights. We celebrate the legacy. We celebrate all that this, your church is. And I ask you today, Lord, bless. I ask you, Father, bless them. Bless them, Lord. Even as you commanded the blessing because of the unity, I pray, Lord, bless. Bless, bless Antioch. And everybody said in Jesus' name. I bless you. You may be seated. Lots of emotion here tonight. 
I'm sure lots of reminiscing has gone on. And it's not just 10 years, but it's, it's been an incredible journey, a generational journey. You have watched mantles be passed from one to another. You have watched babies become adolescents, adolescents become adults, and then it repeat itself through and over again. You have mourned, you have laughed. All of it is part of a journey. And as I said this morning, rather than being connected to just certain moments at the expense of missing the opportunities of a journey, uh, we choose, we choose wisely today as we continue on this, this journey. It's a big picture. When I came to Chicago, 19 years ago, I realized as the Lord began to move, I was called a church planter. I shared a little bit last night about the things that the Lord had to teach me and instruct me, the very visitations that shaped and molded my destiny based on my willingness to obey. I continue this day to reap where I did not sow. It is a fact, and I think that brother and sister Wright recognize it as uh, uh, do anyone who as does anyone who has been involved in ministry and understands the concept of the transfer of mantles and so forth. And so it is the call of God tonight once again for us to recognize that it is indeed a whole and not just one moment or another that it is a journey. And as I continue on that theme tonight, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pressed to, to somehow get it or convey to us the importance of recognizing that we must detach ourselves from systems and from mindsets and paradigms once again and, and, and thought processes that will limit our ability to allow this year to be that epic year that has been mentioned. Because great are the things that belong to you as a church. And the words that have been spoken throughout the years are indicative that God has placed His hand upon you corporately as well as individually. Can I get a witness? And so the journey has been an amazing one and there have been miraculous things that have taken place and there has been a lot of observation and a lot of the call of God has been for us to continuously reassess who we are to understand that it is just as important to to recognize or or or, or know who we are so that we can then embark on the journey that will take us to our destiny and some of these journeys will take us through those desert places that I talked about Yes, they are moments, but they are part of a journey just like the mountaintop experiences are. And so God is calling us now more than ever to be more God conscious than self conscious. To understand so very clearly more than ever that His hand is upon our lives and that we cannot afford to sideline ourselves by refusing to embrace the identity that He has given us. And in so doing, altogether forfeiting the call that is placed in each individual's life. Look at your neighbor and say, you are called. 
But you need to know who you are so you can embrace that call. The prophet Isaiah spoke some very profound words concerning God's thoughts versus our thoughts. And with all of it, the the underlying theme is that God is going to do what he needs to do. And he is not giving us the option of accepting or not accepting, although we do have that option. He is simply telling us, this is how it is, and I really need you to line up with it. I need you to lay down the the childish thinking. I need you to move into a dimension of maturity so that the the child the childhood problems of your spiritual infancy do not continue to affect what God is trying to do now as he moves you into your spiritual adulthood you can say well we've been here long enough we can certainly call ourselves adults in the spirit but the fact is that there are too many things of our infancy that still remain that still come against our destiny that still come against who we're supposed to be and God is saying put them away put them away I'm going to give you a year like you've never had you will never be able to look back and compare what I'm going to do now and say that was better you are going where you've never been I'm prophesying to you Antioch you are going where you have never been but the only way that you will go individually is if you let go of the childhood stuff that continues to assault your present and cause you to forfeit your future lift your hands and worship I need, to, I need you to get into that vein right now because he is going to deal with you about some things that have happened along the way that childhood thinking has caused you have caused has caused you to look at within the wrong context somehow childish thinking immature thinking an inability to identify God's hand in certain matters that you've been through along the way have caused you to bend the light that he was trying to shine into your situation. We are good at bending the light when we take the experiences and the traumas of life out of his context and place them within our finite and limited context. And the revelation that was meant to come forth out of it that by its very nature was to propel us and to drive us into new places is now bent. It is warped. And we lay in the pool of failure because the light and the revelation has been bent. When I was a child, Paul said, I thought as a child. I operated within the limitations that a child and only a child has. And he goes on to speak of these in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. He says, but when I became a man. And what he was saying and what the church needs to hear today is that there comes a time when you shift 
and you step into your maturity. You step into the place where God can now entrust greater revelation, where now he can entrust to give you what you need in the moment for the journey without any of it being distorted. You're walking under and you are exposed to a very powerful anointing in this church. Every time you gather, every time you do prayer, every time you you have that morning manna with the bishop, if you're still having that, everything that has to do with what Antioch does in the spirit, all of it is designed for the purpose of taking you to your destiny. The Holy Ghost spoke to me and he has dealt with me because of my own traumas in, in life and because of the things that I've had to face. And, 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 and I feel to share these with you, uh, not the specifics, but the principles that are being drawn out because of where we stand today. There, there's a certain fear of God that is getting a hold of me like never before. An understanding that time, brothers too, is really of the essence. And that while it is our time, our time can be wasted and we can be really lousy stewards of our time and the time that he has given us and that will throw things off in God's clock. And so there is a fear in me, if you please, a respect, a new reverence for the things that have to do with the time that I have left upon this earth. Every once in a while, through these times of fasting, I come into very close proximity with not only my humanity, but my mortality. And lately, in recent uh, events in my life medically, I've been more so cognizant of the fact that my days are numbered. I don't know how long we have. I don't know whether he'll come before my life is done or your life. We don't know any of that. But one thing I know, there are some things that God wants to get done. And he wants to get them done through you and I. And it is time that we understand that so that we stop allowing the the traumas of life and the things uh, that don't agree with us, uh, the things that shift us out of our comfort zone uh, from affecting us to the degree uh, that we no longer move uh, to the pace of the Holy Ghost, uh, but rather we move at the pace uh, that limits our ability to tap into the anointing uh, and our giftings. uh, And sometimes a result of that is plain and simply lousy character. We get an attitude with God. And so he has to put a halt on everything. I said this to this church years ago. Some of you are still sitting on your gifts. He's waiting for your character to catch up with your gifts. He's waiting for you to change your mind about some things. And to understand that some of the things that are overshadowing you, that have overshadowed you for many years, have nothing to do with his will for you it's stuff that you've allowed to remain it's stuff that you've allowed to remain and it's time to remove it memories will always be there but we have the power to limit their ability to have dominion over our steps, over the velocity, over the pace 
that the Holy Ghost has ordained for you and I. Can I say it again? Memories will always exist. But God has given us the power to limit and even eventually eliminate their ability to have dominion over the process, over the journey. Are you listening? Your steps are still ordered of the Lord. All you have to be is a good man. And that simply means that you have to be willing to put God first, to prioritize his power in you over the memory. Lift your hands right now. Somebody just tried to bend that with an excuse. I come against that right now. I saw it shoot out. And you grabbed it and you bent the light that was coming at you with an excuse. I come against every excuse. I come against it right now. Somebody here needs to get fed up with the excuses uh, that you've been making uh, about why you can't tap into what God has for you. You're not walking under any shadow that's been forced upon you. It's self-imposed. You choose to walk uh, under that shadow. And God is saying, uh, I'm trying to reflect some light uh, to remove the shadow. I'm trying to move you so you can look at the compass uh, from my point of view. And therefore move. Find your true north. Find your true north. In Jesus' name. Come on. It's time. It's time for somebody here to speak to your mountain once and for all. It's time for you to stop staring at the mountain and start doing something about it. It's time for you to refuse to continue to be the helpless child and move into the dimension of your spiritual maturity. It's time for you to understand it doesn't matter what happened or whether your daddy was or wasn't or your mama was or wasn't. It doesn't matter you stand alone in your call and that's not a bad thing you stand not defined by what's gone on you stand defined by what he says about it Put it away before it puts you away. It was a season in my life where I, I couldn't shake some things off of me until I finally just got fed up with missing opportunities. With missing those moments, those doors in the spirit. And now it's like serving search warrants. I am moving. I am kicking doors. I am saying I will not miss one more opportunity that God sets before me. Some of you stand right now 
in front of one of the greatest opportunities. It's not because somebody said it's going to be an epic year. You said amen, but then a bunch of butts came up. You said amen because you got caught up with the spirit uh, that's in here. But the fact is, uh, you need to say amen and keep the amen when you walk out of these doors and you face your reality because God is trying uh, to take your reality and give you an epic, uh, an epic journey uh, of discovery, uh, an epic journey of tapping into anointing uh, that you never even knew was there for you, an epic journey of operating an apostolic authority. Can I get a witness? Uh, God is saying, uh, not one more door, not one more opportunity will I lose. I refuse. I am challenging every thought that has always been my default mechanism. I challenge every thought right now that has been that default button I go to, that excuse that I continue to make. Is there anybody here who's ready to shift? Is there anybody here that is ready to shift? From that default mechanism. Jesus. You've walked in this desert long enough. Some of you have been in that desert long enough to understand. Even as Jesus was driven by the Holy Ghost into that desert. The greatest challenge he ever faced was not the temptations per se. But it was the assault upon his identity. If Satan can get you. To lose your identity, he can get you to lose your way and never reach your destination. I release the gifts of healing right now. Not so much the physical, those are released, but I am talking about spiritual healing right now. I'm talking right now about emotional. I'm talking about God's about to release an anomaly into your paradigm that's going to cause a shift. And it's going to stir you out of your past, out of the shadows of your past. Into a true identity I wonder if there's anybody here that's ready to do that just right now because there's a, a door a window there, there's an opening in the spirit right now for you you've walked with this cloud over your life for too long I need you to obey the Lord right now you felt you were disqualified a long time ago. 
and you're still trying to figure it out, I need you to obey God right now. I'm waiting on you. I am waiting on you. The Holy Ghost is waiting on you. Something is blowing in the wind. Deliverance is blowing in the wind. Authority is coming crashing into your space right now. Angels are beginning to move in this place right now. God is sending a word with healing right now. There is a hand touching your head right now, your mind right now with a word from heaven. No more bending the light. No more bending the light. This is not a prism. Now we are seeing through a glass darkly. But there is enough sight. And there is enough knowledge. That you no longer have to live. By what you have been feeling. Tonight you start living. By the revelation of what you know. I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him. And I am committing it all to him right now. Against that day. No more shadows. No more double-mindedness. No more double vision. No more walking under the shadow of anybody else's assaults on my life. No more shame. No more shame. Here he comes. I'm walking out of that old familiar shadow into a new light. I am walking out from under that cloud into a new revelation. I am walking out of that history into my destiny. No more tears of sorrow. Now the tears are tears of rejoicing. Tears of a revelation that tonight is setting you free. That tonight is taking you finally outside of that paradigm. Emma. Emma. I'm putting away the childish thinking. I'm putting away that mentality that has limited me. That has caused me to rely too much on the influence. 
that has bound me. It's going to come in shifts. It's going to come in waves. The first one has come by you stepping out of your seat. Now God's going to give you the list. And one by one, as it comes to mind, you are going to take it captive right now. I command you to take it captive. Every thought captive as it comes to you. Every excuse captive as it comes at you. It will change the way you worship. You felt good. You worshiped well. You talked in tongues. But now God is ushering you into a new dimension of worship. Now, when you worship, you go to war. Now, when you worship, you move in apostolic authority. Now, not only does he inhabit your worship and your praise, but now he releases anointing through it. And now worship becomes your offensive weapon. Here he comes. Here he comes. Huh? In Jesus' name. No more. No more. You are loosed. I will no longer be influenced contrary to my destiny. I will no longer listen to words. That work adversely against my destiny. I will no longer be influenced by any of that. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost. You got to ask yourself the question. Are you carrying weights and crosses that have nothing to do with you? Because today you got to let them go. You've taken burdens that don't belong to you. You've carried crosses that don't belong to you. Lay it down. Lay it down. What the enemy meant for evil, God is going to bring the good out of it. God will use what was meant to destroy you to make you To build you, to edify you, to form you. Hallelujah.
Come on, it's never been about the seed. It's been about the ground. And some of you today, some of you today are becoming good ground. Some of you today are clearing out the rocks. Some of you today are taking the stones out of the ground. There's never anything wrong. There was never every, anything wrong with the food you were being fed. There's never been anything wrong with the seeds that have been planted. It's just that your ground was cluttered. But today, the stones are being removed. Today, the thorns and the thistles are being pulled out. Today, the soil becomes good ground. I hear the word a hundredfold coming out from above. I hear the word a hundredfold being released into this place. Huh. Just right now, just a moment ago, the power shifted in your life. Just a moment ago, something shifted. Authority, power shifted. You took power away from that thing. Tonight, you took power away from that thing. And now, you have dominion. You have dominion. I prophesy right now. You have dominion. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Power has shifted. Now you're becoming the rightful owner of your anointing, the rightful owner of your gifts, the rightful owner of your ministry, the rightful steward of your destiny. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Today you put every voice in its rightful place. Today you... Walk out of here discerning the voice of the Spirit from every other voice. Today, you set apart, you make the difference. You identify the voice of God from every other voice. Today, the gift of discerning of spirits is released upon you to operate in at will as needed for everything you will encounter. And no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And listen, every tongue, every tongue that shall rise against you, every voice that will speak against your destiny, you will hold it in contempt. You will bring it down. Every voice. 
Every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you will condemn. This is your heritage. This is your promise. A word of spirit discerned. Identified and neutralized. Can no longer cause you to bend the light. Access. Access. You have been given access. Hallelujah. Leaving and cleaving is more than just a term for marriage. Spiritually speaking, it means that there are some things that you need to break away from and some things you need to cleave to. There are some influences that you need to break away from and leave. They are the influences that have limited you. And you need to cleave. Elisha left the old life. He connected to Elijah. Joshua connected to Moses. Timothy connected to Paul. Twelve men connected to Jesus. They left. They cleaved. Now look here. Look here. Look here. You have seen your enemy. Your enemy has been identified. And while your enemy could not be clearly identified, your enemy was to you an obstacle. But when you move and transition into this dimension where revelation can no longer, the light can no longer be bent, your enemy is no longer a block. Your enemy is no longer an obstacle. Your enemy becomes a door. Goliath was not an obstacle. Goliath was a door for David that ushered him into his destiny. And what made the difference, because the whole army heard the voice, the whole army heard the voice of Goliath, and they cowered in the trenches. But if you'll read in that chapter, that's another message, but I'm just going to give you a commercial. That same voice of Goliath that spoke and was heard by the enemy, by the, by, by the Israelite army caused them to run for cover, run for safety, 
run in fear. But when the enemy again, when Goliath opened his mouth again, the Bible says, and David heard it. David understood what no one else in that whole army could understand. And therefore the same words coming out of the same enemy had a different effect on a man who understood that Goliath did not have a covenant. He was uncircumcised and that's what he called him of all the things he could insult him with. He saw his enemy as a door. And that only happens when the light cannot be bent. David was the anomaly that changed the tide of that battle. Because he walked in revelation. Your enemy is not a block. He is not a wall. Your enemy is a door. Lift your hands and receive it right now. My enemy is a door. My enemy is a door. My enemy is not a wall that will stop me. My enemy is a door waiting for me to cross through, waiting for me to step over, waiting for me to cross its threshold into my destiny. Your enemy is a door, Antioch. He knows it. He's only banking on the possibility that you won't get it. But tonight, there's revelation in this house. Tonight, you get a little more of the mind of Christ. Tonight, not all his ways will be foreign to you. Tonight, some of his ways are going to be open to you. And you will line up with the mind of God. Go ahead, let it come. Let it happen right now. Come on, ministry is taking place in the Holy Ghost. Word goes forth and ministry follows. More revelation comes and more ministry with it. That's God's way. Of letting his word go forth and accomplish the thing that it was sent to do. Epic is not big enough for what belongs to your destiny, Antioch. But it's a pretty cool word to use. But it doesn't come nearly close enough 
Here's what happens. Tonight, for all of you who live your, your life and serve Him and draw your value and your purpose from a performance-based ideology. In other words, I am because I do. Because identity is now clearer than it ever was before. And because you're now understanding who you are, the performance-based ideology bows its knee. And tonight, you enter into a promise-based ideology. And here's what that means. This is so cool, I had to write it down. It says, that the performance-based ideology says, I am because I do. But the promise-based ideology, the revelation-based ideology, the, the ideology and the thought processes, the mind of Christ that is released by the shift in the paradigm, by you recognizing the anomaly and forcing yourself to shake off that stuff and to bring all those thoughts captive. Now, it's a promise-based ideology. I do because I am. who he says I am therefore I operate based on that oh holy ghost does somebody get that and out with the performance based ideology goes the possession based ideology that says I am because I have and the popularity-based ideology, I am because others say I am. Listen, if you live by that, guess what? People can change their mind about you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just saying. So, therefore, I leave you with what now has been placed in your hands, the promise-based ideology. It's not about what you do. It's not about what you have. It's not about what others say, who others say you are. It's I do because I am. And nobody can take that from me because I am who he said I am. Clap your hands again and give God praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's just let it soak into our spirits for a few more moments here. Come on, let's just let it marinate into your spirit for a few more moments here.
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I wonder if we could just lift our hands and no clapping for this moment or two, but if we could just lift our hands and with our hands raised, with our mouths, could we give God thanks for His Word, thanks for what He has said to us. Thank you for Rhema, God. Thank you for Word that you have spoken so clearly to us tonight. Thank you for a Rhema, God, that you have put in our spirits tonight, Lord. Thank you for a fresh utterance from you tonight, God. Thank you for speaking clearly, Lord. Thank you for speaking clearly, Lord. Seal it in our hearts. God, seal your word in our hearts that the seed might germinate and produce what it is you've intended for it to produce. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said to the elders in our meeting this evening, I want to say it here tonight, if you were not in the service this morning in Arnold, which most of you, or a good portion of you, weren't. I want to encourage you to listen or watch the message from this morning. As Brother Gonzalez alluded to, if you're not used to it, it may be a little bit of a challenge following the English and the Spanish. But I, I believe with all of my heart, if you weren't in this place this morning, it, it was part one. It was part one. You need to hear it. I want to encourage you. If you weren't here to, to listen or watch it, and, and don't just listen to it riding down the road on just, I, I mean in a situation where you can really listen, you can hear what the Lord is saying. We just one more time lift our hands and not necessarily looking for loudness or great volume, but could we just give the Lord thanks one more time for speaking to us tonight, speaking to us so clearly. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the move of your spirit that has taken place. Thank you for those, God, that have stepped into what you have said tonight, that have embraced it, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. By your grace, God, we're going to walk out of this place tonight and we are going to do because we are. Not to become or to earn, but we are going to do because of who you have said we are. Who you've said we are individually, God, and also who you have said we are as a body. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, praise God, praise God. God bless you. Why don't you take a moment and greet a couple of folks, not just, I know it's a little bit late, but... Not just grab your stuff and rush out, but shake a few hands, hug a few necks. Jesus' name.